This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates around the world and on iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you, 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Dr. Rajiv Party. He is a world-renowned heart anesthesiologist and was the chief of anesthesiology at Baker's Heart Hospital for more than a decade before having his life-changing near-death experience. Trained in Western medicine, Dr. Party is also a student of Eastern medicine, which has led him to formulate an integrative approach to total wellness. He is a certified coactive coach from the Coaches Training Institute, a Mars Venus coach trained by Dr. Joe uh, by Dr. John Gray, a certified uh, practitioner, a certified high performance coach, grief recovery coach with training in trauma work and a certified mediation instructor from the Chopra University. Joining us now is Dr. Rajiv Party And uh, doctor, welcome to the show. It's my honor to be here. Thank you very much for joining us. And um, I was wondering if you could tell us about the life-changing near-death experience you had. Yeah, the near-death experience I had was in December of 2010. Prior to... It was during a surgery, which was a result of another surgery before, where a device was implanted in my body. Mm-hmm. But about 10, 12 days later, the device got infected, and I was going into sepsis. And the only way for it 
to heal itself with antibiotics is to remove the device out. So during surgery for removing that device, I had the near-death experience. And when, and when you were having yeah. your near-death experience, what did you encounter, sir? What did you see? What did you feel? Yeah. First of all, I felt myself near the ceiling of the room, and mm-hmm. I was wondering what's happening, and I was able to listen to a joke even the anesthesiologist told. And I was in a shock. I thought maybe the anesthesiologist used a drug known as ketamine, which can give a dissociative anesthesia. And when I looked at the record, none of that was used. And from there, I went to different realms. The first realm I went was dream of hell. Mm-hmm. And I was panicking and I was crying for help. And of all the people, my father, who died about 25 years ago, came to my help. And I had a very difficult relationship with him. I didn't know whether he loved me or not. He was physically and mentally abusive to me. But that time I realized he really did love me, but he could not express it himself because he was a result of a partition of India. Mm. And I'm sure in modern terms, he was suffering from PTSD. All right, uh, doctor. I'm sorry, go ahead. yeah. Yeah, from there, he led me towards a tunnel And in tunnel, I had a review of my present Mm -hmm. life. It was like a review where I could feel what the other person was feeling with my actions, good or bad. And I also had a vision of my two past lives. Wow. That was one experience, I'll tell you, that, uh, that certainly would shake the very roots of anyone's religious beliefs or their thought about the hereafter or what happens after death. But you and I have to take a commercial break and we'll talk more about this and much more when we return with our guest this hour, Dr. Rajiv Party. His website is www.theheartbrokendoctor.com. That's www.theheartbrokendoctor.com. And we'll return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network and iHeartRadio. satellite program providers including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, 
Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Dr. Rajiv Party this hour. His website is www.theheartbreakdoctor.com. Did you have any revelations uh, while you were having your near-death experience, doctor? Dr. Party, are you with us? Dr. Party, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Did you have any 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 revelations when you were having your your near death experience? Yeah, I had quite a few revelations. And first of all, one of the revelations was that we do have past life. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, one of the past life, I was a cruel prince in medieval times, and I was whipping the poor farmers, and my soldiers were doing the same. And in my present life, I used to have pain in my right wrist. I had three surgeries in my right wrist. And I asked forgiveness from those farmers, and they forgave me. And within a few weeks after my near-death experience, my right wrist pain went away. Wow. And as a medical doctor, how do you explain that? You know, that was very difficult to explain, but I was discussing with Dr. Moody, you know, the father of near-death experience, Mm -hmm. because in the other realm, Time is not linear. Kind of past, present, and future exist at the same time. And so you could go back and ask for forgiveness. That's what I did. And my bottom line is my wrist got better. Did you, I understand that, um, that seven eternal truths were revealed to you during your NDE. Yes, sir. Can you tell us? Yeah, the seven eternal truths were that, as I mentioned, that we all have past lives, and there are different levels of consciousness. Then there are this life after death, Mm -hmm. and we all are connected to each other, and the ultimate reality is pure love and intelligence. As as an anesthesiologist who worked at the at the um, Bakersfield Heart Hospital, how do how do you explain or how do you rationalize scientifically a near death experience? You know, scientifically, people have different theories, like there's hypoxia or this release of some chemicals from mm-hmm. the brain. But for me, the it's very hard to scientifically prove it. But for me, the biggest proof for my family was that I was a changed person. If it was just regular experience, then the person does not change dramatically. Mm-hmm. But, but having a near-death experience, doesn't, doesn't that uh, 
equate to you having a a very uh, very important life threatening uh, event happening to you like what, what you know what were you having the surgery for uh you know like in 2008 i was diagnosed with prostate cancer mm-hmm. and after that the surgery went fine i developed incontinence and to correct the incontinence in 2010 the doctors at ucla medical center implanted a artificial sphincter but few weeks later it got infected and that was leading to sepsis, and sepsis has a very high mortality rate. Right. And so they had to do emergency surgery to take the device out. So you you underwent the surgery, and as well, you were having the, the surgery. You had the near-death experience. Now, during the time of your surgery, did the surgeons, did they record anything that would show them medically that you were actually... Uh, either dying or having this type of experience? Did you go into the, shock? The anesthesiologist recorded. I saw that my blood pressure had dropped and there was skipping of the heartbeats. Mm-hmm. But not the surgeon. Surgeons were busy doing the surgery, but the anesthesiologist did record. Is is that normal for, for people undergoing that type of operation where they would have the blood pressure drop and their heartbeat skip? It's not normal, but drop in blood pressure is happens during any surgery if somebody gets too much of anesthesia Mm -hmm. or the wrong drug is given it can drop the pressure but for me as far as i could see from the record the regular doses of anesthetics were used as an anesthesiologist yourself uh during any of the operations that that you partook in in the role of anesthesiologist uh had anybody ever reported to you a near-death experience Yes, exactly. A few years back, I had a patient who was going through a special kind of surgery mm-hmm. where the root of the aorta, the main artery which comes from the heart, had to be replaced. And the only way it could be done was to freeze the patient. We literally froze the patient. There was no blood going to the brain, no blood going to the heart or kidneys. And we brought the temperature down to, I think, 28 degrees centigrade or even, no, 15 degrees centigrade. And that patient, when he woke up, he was describing me the operating room and the conversation, and I thought, this guy is hallucinating because he didn't have any blood going to his brain for about 40 minutes. And I actually gave him a shot of Haldol, which is antipsychotic, so he sleeps through, and I never went back to check on him. You know, to discuss this, I checked on him medically, but I didn't discuss this episode with him. Are near-death experiences more common than we would imagine uh, during uh, surgical procedures? You know, they are becoming more and more common right now because the science has advanced and the resuscitation techniques have advanced where we can bring a heart which is stopped by shocking, by giving epinephrine, Mm -hmm and are putting a pacemaker to restart the heart. And when the heart restarts, then the blood starts flowing to brain and all the other organs. You say you were taught something called conscious-based healing during your NDE. What is that, and how is it related to the seven eternal truths that you told us about previously? You know, consciousness-based healing is like, it's actually based on what Einstein said, 
that solution to a problem cannot be found at the level of consciousness it was created. So, like 70% of the modern-day diseases are caused by stress. Mm -hmm. And by elevating our consciousness, by functioning from a higher level, the stress gets reduced, and the way to reduce uh, uh, stress and going up in your consciousness is by three things. Meditation, prayer if you believe in God, yes. and service. And these all three play a very important part. And the mantra I always talk to people to be happy, you have to forgive, love, and heal. Once again, I'm going to call on your expertise as a, as a doctor and an anesthesiologist. How would you explain the physiology behind meditation and how it would work for us? Yeah, meditation actually changes the wave pattern of the mind. You know, there are different waves, alpha, beta, and theta. Right. And beta is the very active form of brain, which can be measured. Then alpha is slower. And the theta is the most creative, very slow waves. And that also changes the brain structure by MRIs. And they have seen that the prefrontal cortex, which is the higher brain, actually becomes thicker. And that is the exec executive function of the brain because there are three brains we have. One is the reptilian brain, which is the brain stem, which is for basic survival. Then there's a middle brain, which call it monkey brain, which has limbic system, which deals with emotions, fight, flight, and also to some extent survival. And then we have the higher brain, which I call Buddha brain, or in medical terms, it's called prefrontal. Are you with us, sir? Hello, doctor. Uh, Andrew, are you still with us, sir? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, we keep losing you, so that's no, why. I don't, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> no problem, sir. How has your NDE changed your life, sir? You know, before NDE, I came to America in 1982 from India, and the American dream became my passion, and it became a runaway American dream. I had fancy cars, sports Mercedes, a Hummer. I was living in a 10,000 square foot house. Mm -hmm. It was only me and my wife. And after my near-death experience, those things didn't remain that valuable to me. I sold my house, moved to a modern side house. I sold my Hummer, which only gave eight miles per gallon. My and gosh. I bought a hybrid Camry, sold my sports Mercedes. So my life literally and physically went from Hummer to hybrid. And my relationship with my family and with my patients improved dramatically. And my service became my passion. So, you know, what effect did your NDE have on your marriage? Oh, that's a very good question. In the beginning, my wife was very supportive. Mm-hmm. But gradually, she realized with the changes in me, I'm no more the man she married. You know, I used to be alpha, high-charging, high-energy, high mm -hmm. pushing, being successful at any cost person. Right. So gradually, our marriage broke down. And so much so, 
about two years ago, she told me she doesn't love me anymore. And in actuality, she became very friendly with my best friend. And since then, have you divorced? Oh, we were going to divorce. I was living separately in San Francisco area. So I had come to Bakersfield, where I'm originally from, and my wife is a dentist here, mm -hmm. to sign the divorce papers. And we were in the lawyer's office. We were arguing about something. And then my wife suddenly said, do you want to complete 30 years of marriage, which was only six or eight weeks away? I said, you know, if you have lived so long, 30 years, why not complete 30 years? Mm -hmm. And I said, one, let's give it a shot. And since that day, it is not 10 months, we have been the happiest we have ever been in life and in marriage. Because I was again a newly transformed person. This is my second transformation. That is wonderful to hear. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. I've got about a minute before I have to go from my uh, news break at the bottom of the hour, doctor. You know, what would you tell a person who is skeptical about near-death experiences? You know, like, until unless somebody experiences, it is very hard. But for me and for Dr. Alexander and others, they are very real experiences. Because the person who has it changes, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if it's just a regular hallucination. All right, stand by, sir. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Dr. Rajiv um, Party is our special guest. And the website is www. Now take this down, theheartbreakdoctor.com. That's www.theheartbreakdoctor.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue hearing the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back, everyone. www.theheartbreakdoctor.com is my guest's website. Dr. Rajiv Party is our special guest. We're talking about near-death experiences this hour here in the X-Zone. Doctor, how does a, a, a near-death experience differ from a dream? You know, like, it can be like a dream, 
-hmm. But the main thing is uh, the person who has it wakes up a different person. The transformation which happens most of the time is totally different. With normally with dream, the person usually once he wakes up, he or she wakes up, they're the same person. All right. So, uh, does does everyone who has an NDE come out changed, or is this just in certain cases? I think, according to my studies and mm -hmm. talking to Dr. Moody and Dr. Eben Alexander, most of the time the person is a totally different person. During Are your, there at least some changes? During your NDE, did you see the uh, the life review? Did you see a deity? Did you? Uh, did you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, first of all, I uh, encountered two angels, Michael and Raphael, and I'm a Hindu by birth. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked. And actually, when I told my wife about it, her first reaction was, what happened to the thousands of Indian gods and goddesses? When did, why didn't they show up? And I had no answer for it. And... They guided me towards the light. It was like thousand suns bright at the same time. And I was told my life will be spared, but I'll be living a totally different life. That 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 is strange, you know, considering you were, you know, you were Indians, uh, you're an Indian, and um, as you said, there are thousands of gods. And, and yet, what what do you, how do you rationalize that it was two angels? That, that met you and guided you? You know, only thing I can say is, ultimately there's only one reality. Mm -hmm. There's not a separate Hindu God or a Christian God or a Muslim God. Right. The reality is pure love and light. So maybe I was any archetype. These are archetypes, you know, like what Carl Jung talks about too. Any archetype can manifest. When you were having your NDE, uh, did you sense any, uh, were your senses aware of temperature? Were there any smells, odors? Um... There was a sweet, a sweet smell, and I could hear a distant sound of Om. And all my five senses, I, as I describe in my book, I could feel love. I could see love, hear love, mm -hmm. touch love, and taste love. It was, it was very hard to describe, but all it, there was love, unconditional love. The closest I can describe the unconditional love is when my first son was born and I was looking at him in the crib mm -hmm. and I felt he's here through me. No matter what happens, I will always be there for him. Based on the research that you've done uh, with other people like Dr. Raymond Moody, who we've had on the show a number of times. Are there any, it, can you see any, any, any string that attaches the people who report NDEs? I mean, besides the fact that they have the NDE. The common thread between all the people who are NDE? Yes, sir. Yeah, the common thread is the transformative experience and most of the people who had NDE experienced light. And that's the most common thread between all. Mm. And only 15% of the people who had NDE have a darker experience. 
or in a hellish experience? Um, using a process you have developed called party integrative process, you are now working as a relationship and heartbreak coach uh, to help others mend grief or of a broken heart. Now, what is that process and how does it work? You know, the process is based on my own experience and my studies. The f- main parts of it is that, first of all, if somebody's heart is broken, mm-hmm. they're going to grief. And grief is not something abnormal, but is a normal feeling and one has to go through it but one can be supported. And then there may be something known as love trauma. And actually there is a medical syndrome described as heartbreak syndrome. And I suffered at heartbreak syndrome. I literally developed physical chest pains. I even got a cardiac angiogram done to make sure it's not coming from my coronary arteries. Right. And then there is elevation of consciousness and The fourth is energy medicine, you know, like opening up the heart chakra and Mm -hmm. Reiki. And the fifth, which is very important, is the heart practices, which is forgiveness, loving kindness, compassion, equanimity. And the best word I like among the heart practices is mudita. It doesn't have an English translation. It's the Sanskrit word M-U-D-I-T-A. It is on Google. And mudita means exactly... I'm happy because you are happy. And that was the process I used to forgive my wife. That ha- I'm happy because she is happy. And that changed everything in my marriage. Could we could we equate that to unconditional love? We can equate it to unconditional love, but it's actually little beyond that because you're happy because the other person is happy. Right. They may not love you. Oh, yeah, and I, you, may not, you may not love them. Okay. But if they are happy, you are happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. I, li- I like that. I really do. Is it true that those people who have had near-death experiences, doctor, come back without a total, without a fear of dying whatsoever? That is very true. The fear of death goes away. And so much so, like, on my 60th birthday, you know, I always wanted to do skydiving. Me and my wife and my whole family, we did skydiving. And I was not afraid. Of course, I did with parachute and tandem skydiving. Certainly. Yeah. But I had a very good experience. I was not afraid. So once again... Drawing on your expertise as a medical practitioner, anesthesiologist, and and someone who has had a near-death experience, how would you describe death? You know, death is like the body and the soul, a kind of separate things. The soul resides in the body. So death, medically speaking, Mm -hmm. is defined as the stoppage of the heart, stoppage of the brain, and the body dies. But the life continues. Like coming from an Indian background, we believe in reincarnation, and shedding the body is like changing clothes. I understand. 
Um, is there is is there proof of reincarnation, or is this just something we wish would be real? You know, there are a lot of an, a, antidotal experiences where people have remembered their past life, mm-hmm. and like Dr. Brian Weiss, he is an expert on past life regression, where you hypnotize the person and they go back to different lifetimes and they can describe. And so many people have benefited from experiencing their past lives. But isn't it true, doctor, that hypnosis doesn't always work and that there have been people who have claimed to have gone or appeared to have gone under hypnosis who actually use real-life experiences as well as experience seen through the media and interpret them as if they were their own lives when having a past-life regressive session. That is very true. It all gets mixed up. And sometimes the present-life experiences mm-hmm. can feel like they are like from the past life. You know, my belief is that even if there was no real past life, under hypnosis, it is coming from their deep subconscious, what they're telling. And by helping them with those deep patterns, one can help the client or the patient. I I believe there is past life, but Mm -hmm. if my client does not believe it, still they will benefit from past life regression. I understand. I understand. In your opinion, sir, what will be the greatest advantage to near-death experience research in the future? You know, the greatest advantage will be that the fear of death goes away. And it helps live this life fully. Like my personal mantra became, life is not just existing, but thriving and giving back. Mine is, you're here for a good time, not for a long time. Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, thrive and give back. Sure. You know, try, you know. What has been, you know, what has, in your opinion, been the the most recent breakthrough in near-death experience research? You know, like, people have been trying to make it happen, you know, like there was an old movie, I think, Flatliners. Yes, yeah. But it's not a guarantee that it will happen. And because with modern sensitive techniques, it is possible, like I described you to my patient, who was frozen by all definition was dead. No heart rate, no brain waves, nothing. And then we revived him. And I was wondering, where is soul? Is he alive or dead? There are so many questions and and so few answers when it comes to the near-death experience phenomenon. And, and, you know, uh, is there any any sociological group here on this planet that you're aware of where no near-death experiences have ever been reported? You know, I'm not aware of any special group. They have been reported in almost... uh, 
Indian culture, mm -hmm. you know, and they've been reported in America and people from different religions have reported it. And the common thing was seeing the light. The light. Yeah. All right, Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour is Dr. Rajiv Party. We're talking about near-death experiences this hour. The good doctor is the author, is, uh, the author of a number of books, but if you'd like to uh, visit his website, it is called theheartbreakdoctor.com. That's www.theheartbreakdoctor.com, and we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, November 3, 4, and 5, the Treasure Coast Parounity Conference in Felsmere, Florida. For more information, visit parounityconference.com. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Dr. Rajiv Party. He is um, he's a gentleman who has had a near-death experience that changed his life. And uh, he is living each and every day with that, that change that has occurred, and very happily, I might add, and we're very happy to have Dr. Party here with us. His website is theheartbreakdoctor.com, and on Facebook... Facebook.com forward slash dr dot r-a-j-i-v-p-a-r-t-i. And you can also contact him on Twitter forward slash Dr. Rajiv Party. First of all, Doctor, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and, and thank you for the work that you are doing 
in near-death experience research, I, it in, in my opinion, is one of the most important aspects of the research that is going into the uh, pseudosciences. And I know that's, that's not a very nice word, but Fine. I, I don't know what other category to put it in. And, and I, uh, as I have respect for you, I also have a great, no, a great deal of respect for the work that uh, Dr. Raymond Moody is doing as well. Yeah, um, and actually, my my marriage had a near death experience too. Yes, and and it it came back. Yeah, excellent. How was your wife doing? Oh, my wife is doing great. You know, my relationship, you know, was a very hierarchical relationship, which mm-hmm. I call a vertical relationship. Like I was at the top, then was my wife, and then the children. Right. But now, it's a very horizontal relationship. We are different but we are equal and i respect and you know the main thing is when me and my wife reconciled i took Mm -hmm. her out for dinner and i asked her what does she want from me and she said three words and that the order is very important too she said first is respect second is care and then is love and i gave her all three in that order and she is the happiest person and that makes me very happy and we go we have developed deep friendship i love an, a good love story thank you for making my day oh, thank you um can you please explain why and how to apply each of the following tips you emphasize in healing a broken heart number one the way is out number two selfless service and number three forgiveness you know, it starts with, you know, the way out of heartbreak is to go within. By that, I mean, instead of trying to change your partner, if you change yourself, like a samba dance, the partner changes on its own. And that's elevating your level of consciousness. That comes the selfless service. As I mentioned, the three things I recommend is selfless service, which is a Sanskrit word, seva, and meditation and prayer like meditation is when god talks to you and prayer is when you talk to god if you believe in god and then forgiveness is is not condoning somebody's action but actually you're forgiving for your own self for letting go of the hurt you may be in your room dark room sitting and crying but the person who caused pain will be in Hawaii and having a good time. Actually, not forgiving is like what Buddha said. It's like holding a burning coal in your hand to throw it at somebody or drinking the poison your own self, thinking the other person will die. That's, uh, that's very true, isn't it? In today, yeah, in so today, forgiveness is... Yeah. The, so in today's society... I'm saying forgiveness is in today's society, there is a lot of underhanded uh, things that go on in the business place, in politics, and even in the home, home front. How do you best suggest people deal with negativity in order that we can turn it around and, and use forgiveness? You know, like, uh, is by transforming your own self and being of service. And our service also talk about being connected to something higher than your own self. That is spiritual dimension which leads to fulfillment. 
and one can believe in vertical spirituality which is god angels mm -hmm. higher beings or one can if doesn't believe in god it could be horizontal what i call horizontal spirituality where you are fighting for something like environment preventing abuse to young children child pornography abuse to women something higher than your own self that's what leads to fulfillment and leads to positive change and if everybody was to practice this the politics and everything will be transformed that's my mission to help people that by practicing connection to the spirit however they define it is what is needed is there any way someone who is going to be going under general anesthetic for a, a major operation, is there any way that they can prepare in case they do have a near-death experience? That's a very good question. Like, they can prepare by prayer mm -hmm. and meditation and be open to what they experience, not to be totally sh like these things that cannot happen or not be open to the experience. All right, and 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 you mentioned prayer, and and they they can meditate. What is the best way, in your opinion, to meditate? You know, the most there are two kind of meditations. One is mantra based, and one is mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And usually, I teach mindfulness, whereas being present in the present moment with acceptance. And the best way to practice is to slowly sit down relax your body, calm your body, and just observe the breath coming in and out from your nostrils. And do abdominal breathing, because abdominal breathing stimulates the parasympathetic system, which is the rest and repair system, and shuts down the fight and flight, the sympathetic system. Isn't that what happens to us when we go to sleep? It does happen, but then also the brain waves are different during sleep and right. versus meditation. Meditation is restful awareness. You're aware, but you're restful. And sleep is restful sleep, you know, non-awareness. Um, we're, we're coming close to the end of the show, Doctor, and uh, I'd like to know if you have any, any words of wisdom or anything that you'd like to share with the members of the audience. Yeah, I will just leave them with two statements. Key to happiness is to forgive, love, and heal. And the second is fulfillment in life happens by being connected to spiritual ideas, which could be vertical spirituality or horizontal spirituality. Um, when, when are you going to be offering courses to the public again? Yeah, I'm working on it. I'll be offering Facebook Live, and actually I'm doing a workshop in Bakersfield next week on stress management, how men and women are different when the stress is there. They react differently, and relationships should be a source of helping deal with stress rather than be, become cause for stress. Do you have any quick uh, suggestions for us how we can... You know, de-stress ourselves? You know, first of all is not to have too long of a do list and meditation mm -hmm. and taking life easy and supporting your spouse. 
and like in women helping them regenerate the love hormone which is known as oxytocin by being helpful by being caring giving a, a real hug and taking care of your partner that's right and and bringing home some flowers and a box of chocolates doesn't hurt does it yeah sure i have done that i i do that i you know what I go out and buy my wife a dozen roses at least a couple times a month for no specific reason. Exactly, Rob. That's the main thing. I've done it without yeah. any reason just to say I love you. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I'm a real romantist. I believe, like you do, that the answer to the, to the mess we find ourselves in this world is one little word, four letters, L-O-V-E. All you need is love. And Rob, I'll leave with one thought that in a relationship, it's not just the big things, big diamond ring you give on yeah. anniversary or something. But what I have learned is the small things count. Small acts of love. Like my wife loves eating papaya. Mm -hmm. And one day the papayas were gone. Next morning I went to the grocery store, which I never used to do before. I bought papaya at home. She was so happy that I cared that I did the small act. Exactly. Exactly. Doctor, what is your website? Again, and let our listeners know how they can contact you if they have any further questions and they'd like to, you know, use your expertise to help them out of a heartbreak situation. Yeah, sure. My website is very easy, www.theheartbreakdoctor.com. Theheartbreakdoctor.com. Dr. Rajiv Aparthi, thank you so much for joining us tonight on The Exxon. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And would you do something for me, sir? Sure, Rob. Please give your wife my very best. Yeah, thank you. I'll give her a hug. All right, you give her a hug. You take care, my friend, and I look forward to the next time you join us back here in The Exxon. Until then, thank you for all you do. Thank you, Rob. It was my honor. Thank you, doctor. Bye. All right, Exxon Nation, that was our guest of this hour, Dr. Rajiv Aparthi. And he is a world-renowned anesthesiologist and was the chief of the anesthesiology department at Baker's, Bakersfield Heart Hospital for more than a decade. Now, if you'd like more information on Dr. Party, his website is theheartbreakdoctor.com. That's www.theheartbreakdoctor.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Mm -hmm. 